Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Well, the midterms have just ended, and already we're talking presidential 2024. And while you have the prominent members of both parties planning on those presidential runs, of course, you have former President Donald Trump. You have President Joe Biden, who is likely to make uh, some hint or announcement early into the new year. Uh, But as you look at some of those candidates that may be slightly off the radar but have tremendous upside potential, one of those is South Carolina Senator Tim Scott. He's an emerging leader in the Republican Party. He was the first uh, black Republican senator in the United States Senate. And uh, it's interesting. A lot of people are starting to say, you know what? He would be awesome. Uh, in fact, there's been a number of prominent Republicans in the United States Senate. I can count at least five, uh, many in leadership positions, uh, including Joni Ernst from Iowa, uh, Senator Barrasso from Wyoming, Senator Cornyn from Texas, uh, among others who have said he ought to run. So Tim Scott is a, an extraordinary individual. Uh, he was one of my favorite senators uh, when I was back there as the chief of staff. There's no one more personable. Uh, There's no one uh, who can deliver a speech quite like uh, Senator Scott. You almost feel like you're uh, in church on Sunday, a rousing revival kind of church, by the way, Uh, and uh, very uh, very homespun. Uh, We've had Senator Scott on this program on Inside Sources. Uh, He is a uh, a great individual, and again, he's been uh, kind of flying under the radar. And he has not commented either way as far as what he's thinking or if he's really considering it. Uh, But I want you to get to know him just a little bit. I think he gets in. uh, And you should know a few things about Senator Scott because he is someone that we ought to think about who is serious about policy, who lives based on principle. Uh, In fact, one of the things I enjoy every Sunday, I always go to his Facebook page on Sunday because he always posts whatever scripture he's reading uh, from the Bible on that Sunday morning. So when we had him on the show, I asked Senator Scott uh, about his strategy to increase economic investment and prosperity in specific parts of the country. Listen to what he had to say. Well, boy, when you believe in people, you want to set them free. Uh, Isaiah 61 talks about setting the captive free and preaching the good news. Now, we don't need to preach chapter and verse as an elected official every day, all day long. What we should do is represent the goodness of, of, of our community and our country by the way we develop policies like Opportunity Zones that focuses on the private sector creating jobs where jobs have been hard to create. That is the blessing of living in a country 
where we understand shared responsibility. Senator Scott went on to share his vision of how to increase the opportunity of underserved communities in our country. Listen to this. This is important. One of the reasons why I focus on opportunity zones and funding for historically black colleges and universities and working on uh, unemployment rates in minority communities, we can do that not by having a black agenda or Hispanic agenda or an Asian agenda or a woman agenda. The actual American agenda works for everybody. We just, need to, we just need to make sure that it is found in every crack, corner, and crevice in this nation. We should saturate this nation with opportunity. It is about opportunity, and that's one of the things that I love about Senator Scott and why I actually think he would be a fantastic presidential candidate. Uh, again, there was a, a great piece in Politico today talking about many of those Republicans in the Senate who agree that Senator Scott would be an interesting and very powerful, a uniting figure in the Republican Party and a possible 2024 presidential candidate. I asked Senator Scott, again, when we had him on this show, uh, about what really gives him hope as he engages with communities, not just there in South Carolina, but across the country. The, the one thing I love about our country that gives me hope is I spoke at the Hatch Foundation this afternoon, 200 people or so in the room, they were concerned about the next generation for Americans. They weren't looking for ways to make life better for themselves. Anytime you have that sacrificial spirit on display, recognizing that we are better together, America's best days are ahead of her. Uh, These are things that give me reasons to be hopeful. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. As uh, you get to know Senator Scott, uh, if, you ha- if you're looking for a good book, a good gift for uh, for someone for Christmas, uh, his book, From from Cotton to Congress, uh, talks about how in just such a short span, uh, his grandfather, uh, who worked on a cotton plantation, and him being sworn in as a member of Congress, uh, that's an extraordinary an extraordinary journey in a very short time frame, especially if you look at things historically. That kind of change doesn't happen that fast uh, in most countries and in most societies over the course of history. So Senator Scott uh, also shared something that is, is deeply personal to him, and that is his faith. I asked him specifically how his faith shapes him as a public servant. And so for those of us who are faith-filled, we are flawed, uh, we we need help, but we never leave our faith behind because ultimately it's my faith that makes me want to be a servant more than a leader. It's my faith that teaches me to look for those who are underserved 
and not just to friends. It's my faith that reminds me that I, too, need a Savior, and I can, at the very least, be the hands and feet of the good Lord uh, in, a, in, a, in a tangible way. To not just be a leader by title, but to be a servant by choice. Uh, and I love the way that Senator Scott brings his faith with him into the public square. For far too often we have said, okay, it's okay if you have your faith, uh, just leave it at home or leave it in your church or your mosque or your synagogue. That's okay. But, but don't, you know, don't bring it into the public square. And Senator Scott says, no, you, you bring that with you everywhere you go. Uh, that faith is an extension of who you are. And Senator Scott, again, also said that it is his faith that drives him not to want to be a leader, not to be in positions of power, but to be in positions of service where he can make a difference for the underserved, for those that are falling behind, for those that are struggling. And we need more of that kind of public servant uh, rather than those who just take titles of leadership uh, but really don't know what servant leadership and stewardship uh, actually look like. I want to share one more just a quick uh, sound from my interview with Tim Scott. Uh, he spoke very briefly about what he wanted to see more of in our nation's capital. I want more people sitting at the same table who may fundamentally disagree on a number of issues, but they all agree on moving America forward together. So that's Senator Tim Scott, uh, as I mentioned uh, in Politico today. Uh, the title was an interesting one. It said, Trump who GOP senators rave uh, over a potential Tim Scott presidential run. Uh, as I mentioned, uh, you had a really wide range. You had Joni Ernst uh, saying it doesn't get any better than Tim Scott. Lindsey Graham, uh, who spent a lot of time uh, with former President Donald Trump during his presidency, saying uh, Tim's amazing. He would be great. Uh, you also, as I also mentioned, uh, you had Senator John Barrasso from Wyoming, part of the leadership team in the Senate for the Republicans, uh, said it doesn't get any better. Uh, you also uh, had John Cornyn, also a member of the, the whip for the Republicans in the Senate, uh, also acknowledging that he would be fantastic. Uh, he'd offer a very compelling chance to build a long-running effort to b- boost diverse candidates in uh, recruitment for 2024. So there's a lot of upside, uh, I think, uh, to a Tim Scott presidential run. As I said, he's been very under the radar, very noncommittal in terms of where he is, which is so his personality, which I also love. Uh, he is he is at ease talking with staff members, not just his own, but those from other offices, uh, as he is meeting with his colleagues uh, in the Republican Party. He has this ease and this way uh, that comes from being very comfortable with who you are, having a real conviction in terms of what principles and values matter to you. And he's one of those that could really change the dynamic in the conversation, I think, as we move towards 2024. Uh, And again, he was someone that I looked to uh, when I was a chief of staff as a senator who gets it and understands what servant leadership and what stewardships look like. And I think he's one that we all ought to think about. He'll be an interesting uh, candidate if he decides to jump in. His path will be interesting as well. And, of course, we'll get into all of that as we get into the new year and 2024 starts to take shape. All right, we'll step aside for bottom-of-the-hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stick around.
a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.